At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, one half of your hosting team. I'm in Vegas. The other half is across America out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Wednesday, my man. A huge day today. Yeah. We got Adam Burke in studio. Can't wait to uh, rack his brain. I know he's happy as a Cleveland guy. The <laughs> Guardians are up 7 nothing right now, lighting up Dallas Keuchel. But uh, so much going on, Pritch. Debo Samuel requests a trade. You have Devin Booker hurt, probably going to miss games 3 and 4. Huge game tonight in Boston, Celtics and Nets. And I'm, the over-under is two and a half middle fingers. Kyrie to the Boston guy. <laughs> and today. So, so, yeah, we'll see if, if he goes over or under. And sometimes, Rich, you can get two in one in one shot. So, that you know, we got to factor this in here. But yeah. uh, a lot to get to. I just wanted to mention real quick the great state of Maine, Pritch. It's the fourth uh, or the 40th uh, state in terms of population, only about a million and a half people here. But some great news. If you live in Maine, it's not a far drive from me. If you go up the coast in Maine, if you've never been there, it's absolutely beautiful. A gunquit, kittery, kind of bunk port. But they are on the verge of legalizing sports betting. So they voted 23, and, 23 to 11 to legalize sports betting in Maine. Happened last night with the state Senate. It already passed the House. Now it's going to go to Governor Janet Mills' uh, desk. She's expected to sign it into law. And this is interesting, Pritch, because now you're really closing the market. Like, I love this as a Massachusetts guy because mm-hmm. this applies more and more pressure to my state to legalize because now there's only two New England states that aren't legal, Vermont and Massachusetts. So hats off to Maine. It's a small state, but it's important in the you know overall landscape of legalization in America. 
34th state overall. Some of these uh, tribes are going to control mobile betting. There's only going to be about four skins or four options uh, to bet from. Probably not going to go live until next year. But if you're in Maine, and Pritch, I don't know if you knew this, the Celtics G League affiliate, the Maine Red Claws, they're up there in Maine, not far from me. Great start to the show. Happy, uh, hands off and hats off to Maine. Hashtag let us bet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's my favorite team. I didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> no, but they have <laughs> your they, right. They have your state surrounded, uh, so it's probably just a matter of time uh, until we see legalization up your way, right, Josh? I mean, come on, what, what, what are they waiting for? I know, seriously, Pritch. I think they're waiting for you know who's going to get all the money. What are the backroom deals and the smoke-filled rooms? You know mm. who's going to get all the, uh, where this all the revenue comes from. But again, as a guy like me, I'm just saying, hey, it's so, you know Vermont's probably going to be the last one here. They do things a little bit differently up in Vermont, Pritch. But Massachusetts, surrounded by legal states here, you know, literally, we're getting to a point where any direction you go to, aside from going into the ocean in the east, you're going to fall in a legal <laughs> sports betting state. So hopefully this applies more pressure to my state to legalize because I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. I've been waiting since 2018, Pritch. Mm -hmm. Hopefully Maine legalizing today or pretty soon here will just give more ammunition to Massachusetts to, to really act on this final. All right. We talked about this yesterday. I was comfortable laying the, the points uh, with Miami. Uh, I mean, Butler just goes off. They get the job done, wins by 10 points. They cover that closing number of eight. Uh, and then Memphis uh, responds. Uh, with a convincing victory over Minnesota. But the surprise, though, was the Pelicans taking down the Phoenix Suns uh, and the Phoenix Suns losing on their home court. On top of that, you mentioned Devin Booker, too. So the impact uh, right there, the significant impact, I think Devin Booker going down uh, and then also the Pelicans gaining some confidence, uh, winning convincingly 125 to 114 over the Suns. Yeah, so just from last night's standpoint, Pritch, this is one of those looks fishy, looks disgusting, but don't be afraid to bet a sharp play. And that's where we were at with the Pelicans yesterday. Remember mm -hmm. we were talking about how, you know, they were an incredibly contrarian spot where the Suns were getting, I think like at the, at the time of the show, 86% of bets, everybody and their mother laying the points here with Phoenix. But really, you know, get into the, the, the mindset of comparing the bets and dollars to the line movement. So what I'm looking for are reverse line moves. When the betting line moves in the opposite direction right. of the betting percentages, make it easy on yourself fishy, fishy numbers that don't make sense. I want to be on the side of that fishy number. So with such heavy lopsided betting on Phoenix, they opened laying 10. They got down nine and a half. Why would the line move toward the Pelicans if everybody is pretty much laying the points there with the Phoenix Suns? Told me that despite how gross it was, and Pritch, this is what we talk about, these hazmat dogs that look disgusting at first glance, but yet they had a line move in their favor despite only getting 16% of bets. So you're able to cash that one. Marty looking at you know the next game here with Booker missing the next couple. Uh, it opened as, I think, Suns at Pelicans, only a one-point favorite. I think they were like minus two down to minus one. So I think if you can get Booker back, we got to, you know, dust off the new series prices here. Uh, but I would look at maybe if they lose a game or maybe you split there in, in New Orleans, or maybe you're down, who knows, three to one, then you're going to get a pretty good number on the Suns and hopefully get Devin Booker back for that comeback. Right. Despite a 32 and nine, a record on the road, this uh, series prices for this series right now is off the board uh, because of that injury to Devin Booker. So again, a wait and see approach right there, Josh. Uh, but significant development right there, too. I mean, people were talking about that. The Suns are just cooking. And all of a sudden, what can happen to the Suns? Well, a significant injury uh, to a key player, a major factor, a major player right there uh, can up in the chances for the Suns. Let's welcome in our guest right now. Uh, it's Adam Burke, VSIN Daily Newsletter Writer, Point Spread Weekly Contributor, uh, VSIN's host of The Run Line. I watched that. It was outstanding, by the way. Uh, it's Adam Burke. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good to be here. 
Good. I'm doing well. The, the show's outstanding because of Ben Wilson, who's behind okay. the glass doing this show. But he's a phenomenal host on the run line. I've enjoyed doing it so far. And glad to bring a lot of uh, high-level baseball analysis to the network here. Yeah, high-level indeed, because, Josh, I don't know about you, but uh, I was intrigued by your sabermetrics conversation that you and Ben had. And uh, I am not one to apply at that, right? And so I'm curious, because I want to be more well-rounded as a better uh, when it comes to baseball. So... How do you apply sabermetrics and certainly from a trend standpoint or even momentum standpoint? I mean, what exactly are you looking for from those uh, from that data? Yeah, so sabermetrics is just a catch-all term for a lot of the advanced statistics that are out there in Major League Baseball. And what I'm looking for, I'm looking for areas that I can interpret to find positive or negative regression. So I'm looking for things that don't appear to be sustainable or things that should get better. So if you've got a really significant outlier, let's come up with a really extreme example for, you know, let's say the NFL, right? Tom Brady through three games has an 85% completion percentage. That's not going to continue. It's just not going to happen just because it's impossible, right? Mm -hmm. No one's going to have an 85% completion percentage through three games. So with Major League Baseball, I'm trying to find areas of, of statistics where something is just so far out of the realm of possibility that it can't continue. Or on the flip side, it's just so bad that it's not going to continue to be that bad. Okay. So I'm looking for a lot of regression to the mean type stuff, things that are indicators of future performance. And there are a lot of stats out there that can do it. It is a very detailed and nuanced discussion. And, and Ben and I will be able to do that on the run line throughout the season. And I do it in my daily article over vsin.com as well. But it's just really using the stats and interpreting the data to try and find actionable angles on games. Well, Adam, it's great to, you know, have you dive into this because I think this is, a, you know, an opportunity to really, uh, you know, kind of teach some new better, some terms that are important. So if you want to just make it very easy on us, Adam, like I know, you know, in hockey, you have your Corsi, you have these other different metrics, war. What are the ones in baseball that are just some really easy ones to start off with? You know, I know they got the crazy names and they, you know, they're basically, uh, you know, kind of uh, describing different things. But give us a couple terms that if you're starting to get into sabermetrics, what you should look out for maybe first. Yeah, so one that we talked about on the run line and one that I think is really important and very easy to understand is called Weighted Runs Created Plus, and it's abbreviated WRC Plus. The plus means it's league and park adjusted. So it's going to treat Fenway Park differently than it would, Trop you know, well, Fenway Park is treated different than, say, Tropicana Field, mm -hmm. right? Coors Field is on its own island as an altogether different baseball field than pretty much everywhere else. But WRC Plus will adjust for the park factor. So it will kind of even everything out. 100 is league average. So if you're looking at a player level or a team level, 100 means league average. Anything higher than that means above average. Obviously, anything lower than that means below average. So, for example, if you're looking at a left-handed starter on the mound for a team and you want to know how a team does against lefties, you can go look at WRC+. Plus. Let's say they have a 120 WRC plus against lefties. It means they're 20% better than league average against left-handed pitching. So maybe that's a spot that you want to look to play on. Similarly, if they're an 85 WRC plus against lefties, they're 15% below league average. Mm -hmm. Maybe that lefty is going to have success against them. So I think WRC plus is a really, really easy one to understand just because you know, it's graded on a scale of 100 being average. So you can tell who's above average and who's below average. So you're talking about standard deviation, really. I mean, with this, because you're talking about regression as well. So at what levels, let's take, oh, let's stick with WRC plus. Uh, what levels are, are those stretched to where you look for that regression? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, at an individual player level, guys can be up to 60, 70% above league average, mm -hmm. and it's really not that big of an outlier. The best of the best are going to be up there. The Juan Sotos, the Mike Trouts of the world, guys like that. 
But from a team standpoint, if a team is way too high, specifically in one of those platoon splits, like against lefties, I would expect that to come down. You know, typically the best team against lefties will probably be maybe 40% above league average, okay. 35 to 40%, something like that. So if I see a team that has a 160 WRC plus where they're 60% above league average, I would expect that to come back to the pack. It probably just means they've faced a lot of bad lefties mm -hmm. to this point. As they face better guys, those guys should have success against them. A team like the St. Louis Cardinals, for example, is just mauling lefties right now. Them and the Chicago White Sox. Both of them are right-handed heavy lineups, so it makes sense, but I don't think they can continue to be as good as they've been so far. So it either means maybe I'll stay away from them against a lefty right. and the rest of the market steams them, something like that. But I'm just trying to use the numbers to my advantage and look for areas that I think you know teams will show improvement or go in the opposite direction. So, Adam, if we want to you know act on this data, where can we go to find it, and are there any matches today for these WRC Plus stats? Yes, yeah, so Fangraphs.com is going to be the best place. It's the home of, of pretty much all things sabermetrics on the internet. Again, it's Fangraphs.com. Uh, baseball Savant you can look at as well. There's some pretty good information over there. That's the home of StatCast on the internet, which is an MLB advanced media product. But look, you don't have to know how to calculate these mm -hmm. things. You just have to know how to interpret the data right. and use the numbers to your advantage. And that's what I do on a daily basis. That's what a lot of people do in this betting market on a daily basis. So if you have an idea of how to utilize these numbers and an understanding of what they mean, you can have a lot of success with it. Well, you uh, probably uh, have all this information, too, from the Vista Daily Newsletter. Uh, certainly subscribers can uh, get a hold of that point spread weekly uh, contributor as well. And then follow Adam on Twitter at skating uh, tripods. A lot of great information right there from Adam Burke. Uh, right now, everybody get in time. It's time to get into Betham Gym Sports, Nevada, the premier sports betting app. Betham Gym is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app. Uh, stop by MGM Casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account. Start placing these bets from anywhere in Nevada. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Betting Endgame, Major League Baseball with Adam Burke. It's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is all in for the draft next week right here in Las Vegas. We have a special draft preview show this Sunday at 6 p.m. Tim Murray and Sean King will break down all the first round prospects and props. Uh, expert guests include legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger, former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, and former NFL lineman and TV host Mike Golick, and his son Mike Golick Jr. Uh, all those great guests right there on that preview show. VSIN's draft preview special, again, is this Sunday at 6 p.m. exclusively on VSIN. And don't forget to download our NFL draft betting guide featuring best bets, mock drafts, and everything you need to score big this draft season. Download it today for just $10. Go to vsin.com slash draft for more information. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, Adam Burke on the studio with us right now. And going over some Major League Baseball scores, we got the uh, Brewers on top of the Pirates, 1-0. The Guardians currently have the White Sox uh, behind the woodshed, uh, 10-0. And uh, underway, Atlanta Dodgers, uh, Phillies, Rockies scoreless uh, to start uh, their day. So a continued discussion with baseball, Adam Burke. Um, your approach to in-game betting. Uh, I'm curious to hear this. I, I want some insight because I, I love uh, betting in-game situations when it comes to Major League Baseball. Real quick, something I want to update from what I said right before we were going into the break about the stats against lefties. The White Sox and the Cardinals are the two teams I mentioned, right? So the White Sox have a 173 WRC plus against lefties. The Cardinals have a 170. Last year, the best team was the Houston Astros at 117. (laughs) So that's what I'm talking about with outliers, especially with the small sample sizes early on in the season. Those are things that I kind of look for, you know, some some regression to the mean, uh, both on the positive and the negative side. Just want to mention that. But real quick, as far as in-game betting goes, you know, watching this White Sox and Guardians game, for example, right, it's 10-0. They play a second game today. So my thought process here is a lot of early count swings. The first inning, the first two innings took about an hour, I think. You know, these guys do not want to be here until 8, 9, 10 o'clock playing baseball. So 
in this instance, even though you've got 10 runs by the third inning, you know, to me, I think that the live in-game under would be the play because you're probably going to run into a scenario now where guys aren't working counts, guys are just putting balls in play. As we know, and as I wrote about, the ball is not really carrying as far now this season. So to me, I just look at this and say, okay, look, these two teams, the outcome of this game is pretty much decided. So they're just going to take early swings. Shane Bieber is going to be in, cru- in cruise control for however long he's out there. The only issue would be if the White Sox use a position player. But you look for these in-game situations based on the game state. You look to see before the game who's available in the bullpen and who's not. And then you file that away in the back of your mind. Where Take the Brewers, for example, right? If Devin Williams and Josh Hader have pitched back-to-back days, unless it's a one- or two-run game and they absolutely need to be used, they are not pitching in that game. So you already know going into it that the Brewers are not going to use their two best relievers unless the situation absolutely dictates it. So for me, that would push me towards maybe betting the other side or maybe betting an in-game over or something like that just because I know the best of the best out of that bullpen won't be coming in the game. So Adam, along those lines, and I kind of love it when, you know, we talk betting philosophy, not just games, like, cause of course we all want winners, but let's try to apply this long-term so we can, you know, capitalize anytime we see these situations. So my question to you is on double headers here, Adam, you know, I went into it, you know, when I first started betting, always thinking, Hey, there's a lot of splits, like team that wins first game, they're happy. They don't really maybe care as much game two. You think about a lot of splits, but the data shows that you actually have slightly more sweeps than you do splits and game two favorites tend to do well, because if you're favored in game two, you probably, you know, have a more rested bullpen or the other team is resting some of their starting players so for example yesterday you know it's a small sample but the Mets the Mets were you know swept both sides of that doubleheader against the the uh, San Francisco Giants their favorite game too they won so I guess your approach to doubleheaders Adam and then maybe if you do have a a thought on this uh, game two here White Sox and Cleveland looks like Cleveland got steamed up a little bit you know as game one is being played they're like minus 115 they're up to around minus 125 now Well, so think about it, right? I mean, Dallas Keuchel didn't make it through the second inning. So the White Sox are going to have to use a significant portion of their bullpen in game one. And in game two, it looks like Jimmy Lambert and Tristan McKenzie are two guys that probably won't go too deep into the game. Talking about maybe them pitching four innings, something like that. So in theory, the Indians or the Guardians should have an advantage because their bullpen won't be used as much in game one. Now that's of course, if Shane Bieber does what he's supposed to do, gets through five or six innings, whatever the case may be. But for me, when it comes to game two, I want to know how game one played out. You know, who played in game one? What might the lineup look like in game two? What happened with the bullpen? You know, because look, I talk about Hader and Williams. Again, that example for the Brewers, if those guys pitch in game one, they're not pitching in game two. They're not putting those guys at risk to pitch twice in one day. So for example, if this game somehow got close, and the Guardians had to use Emmanuel Classe or had to use some of their primary relievers, that would be a detriment to them, I think, in game two. So those are things that I try to look for based off of game one that maybe point me in the direction of doing something in that nightcap. Okay, we got Arizona and Washington. Uh, right now the total is eight. Uh, Washington minus 125 at home. What did you see in this matchup? Yeah, real thrilling game here with a couple of uh, <laughs> of awful teams, to be totally honest with you. Hey, cash and tickets. Cash and tickets, right. It's what it's all about. It's what Uncle Brent says. Look, Arizona is terrible offensively right now, right? They're batting 156. That's the lowest in the league. 277 on base percentage is the third lowest in the league. And then their slugging percentage of 265 is the worst in the league. But when you look at their contact quality, Mm -hmm. they're 13th in exit velocity and they're 20th in hard hit percentage. So they've gotten unlucky. They've struck out a little bit too much. That's a big problem so far. They've struck out over 28% of the time. But Eric Fetty, who's going for the Nationals today, not known as a strikeout pitcher, doesn't have the greatest command. So for me, I felt like this was a place where the Diamondbacks were a little bit underpriced in this game. 
Now, I did only take the first five because I do not trust that Arizona bullpen, which has been awful, has the lowest strikeout rate in baseball by 4.3%. Their bullpen is really bad. But I do think that Merrill Kelly is better than Eric Fetty, and I also think that the Diamondbacks' offense does have a lot of signs of positive regression coming, probably against some pretty bad pitchers like Eric Fetty. So for me, that was worth taking a shot on the first five and also worth trading the 10 cents for the full game because the Diamondbacks' bullpen is just so atrocious. Adam, I'd love your take on uh, Blue Jays Red Sox today. So you look at yesterday, Red Sox eked out a two to one win. They're back at it tonight. Barrios and Pavetta, both guys with high ERAs around like 10. Uh, I was seeing a little bit of value maybe on the Red Sox here. You know, t- uh, you had Toronto open like minus 130 ish. They're down to around, you know, minus 120, minus 115. You've seen a little bit of movement toward Boston. They would match what I like to look for divisional dogs with high totals and line moves in their favor. Are you interested at all in the Red Sox, little plus money, you know, plus 105, plus 110, or are you thinking maybe Toronto bounces back today? Yeah, it's not actually the side I'm interested in for this game, Josh. I like the total for this one. I like the total over nine, and I know that there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of days about the ball's not carrying. I mentioned in my article uh, yesterday that the results on high-velocity contact have not been what they usually are because the ball's not carrying as far. With that being said, Nick Pavetta and his two starts here so far, 24 balls in play, 17 of them have been hit at least 95 miles per hour. He's in the first percentile. So the bottom 1% of major league baseball in exit velocity and hard hit percentage among a lot of other stats that are out there. So he's throwing strikes, but they're not quality strikes and guys are hitting them really, really hard. Toronto is a team that makes a ton of hard contact. They're third in major league baseball in hard hit percentage. But also, Jose Barrios has given up a lot of hard contact himself. So what I look for with totals is I look for the expectation of a lot of quality contact, of a lot of balls hit really hard. The higher the exit velocity, the higher the batting average, the higher the slugging percentage. So if I see a game where there's going to be a lot of hard hit contact, and I think that's the case in this one, I hope it works out. I hope the balls aren't hit at fielders, but I do think that there will be enough hard contact in this game, enough run scoring opportunities to push this one over the total of nine because these two pitchers just have not shown a lot of command thus far. Okay, what did you see in this next matchup? Because you got the Angels and Otani. Uh, Astros, the Angels on the road as a favorite, minus 123, eight and a half is the total. Interesting line, interesting line move here. I know Josh follows a lot of line movement stuff. I think it's really intriguing that the market is actually on Houston a little bit in this game. Now, the question for me is, does Mike Trout come back? Because if Mike Trout comes back, he's worth probably 10 to 15 cents to the line. So if he's in the lineup, this line probably goes back up a little bit. But, you know, Jake Odorizzi is a guy, fly ball pitcher, Minute Maid Park, depending on if the roof is open or not, kind of shifts between being a pitcher's park and a hitter's park. So Odorizzi is a guy that you can kind of believe in to a degree. The Astros' bullpen concerns me. Ryan Presley's hurt. Hector Neris has pitched a lot here lately. But I thought the line move was really intriguing for this game with the market kind of going against Otani a little bit. And the last thing I'll say is this. I'm not a believer in team versus pitcher stats. Sample sizes are not big enough. Lineups change year in and year out. Pitchers make adjustments and all of that. But Otani in six starts against the Astros has a 592 ERA. I don't personally subscribe to that or believe in it, but I think it's part of the reason why money's come in on Houston for this game because there are some influential betters that will bet based on that. So something for you to keep in mind. Like I said, I don't subscribe to it because of the sample size, but it is something that will drive line movements out there. Adam, real quick, you're a guy who's very familiar with the AL Central. I'm looking at Minnesota and Kansas City tonight, possibly Kansas City. You had Minnesota with Paddock on the bump. He got lit up his first start there after the trade. They're like minus 140. They're down to minus 130. Any love for maybe KC, little plus money at home in the division tonight? 
You know, Kansas City's just not playing well. I know that they're four and five, but they, they just don't have a great lineup. They don't have a lot of good pitching. But I am pretty happy to fade Chris Paddock when I get the opportunity. Today's not one of those days, but I am curious to see how this start goes. He's a two-pitch pitcher, seeing lineups for the first time because he's in the American League now. I'm watching his starts closely, but I don't have a play on this game tonight. And it is always great to have you in studio. Appreciate it. <laughs> Outstanding information. Adam Berg, again, a VSEN Daily Newsletter writer. Catch him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Uh, come up next, uh, Josh. Uh, boots on the ground in Boston. Game two. Got to get your take on this game, this matchup, and, and some betting angles as well. That's coming up next. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Josh, I don't know about you, but my my hand's tired from taking all those notes from Adam Burke. I mean, that discussion on Major League Baseball was fantastic. I think it really was. And I think, you know, why I'm proud to work at VEASAN Pritch is like, we're not just going to like tell you what our bet is today. I think there's a lot of that in mm-hmm. the betting market. Right. Obviously, sports betting industry is exploding here, but I always fall on the, you know, the, the, the side of, hey, don't just, you know, give me a great piece of salmon tonight. Teach me how to fish for salmon so <laughs> I can be a grizzly bear in Alaska and catch my own fish every single day. So I think that's where Adam has been just a great contribution to VEASAN, like all these, you know, different you know, abbreviations and stats, WCR plus, like they can be very intimidating. Mm -hmm. Like what the heck does it mean? But I think really, if you can, you know, the data is out there, we just need, and what Adam does a great job of is interpreting that data to allow betters to use it to their advantage. So I love the fact that Adam's hitting on this stuff and Pritch, I got my notebook right here. I got WCR plus. So, you know, we're working on new terms every day. Yes, we are. And how to apply it though. That's more importantly, because I think as a, as a football player and, you know, I, I look at football stats, I look at data, I look at all these analytics and all this stuff that's out there, but do people actually know how to apply it when it comes to betting? And uh, Adam Burke is outstanding when it comes to explaining explanations, but then also helping us to apply uh, all the data to be effective betters out there when major league baseball. Totally agree. And again, once you can kind of, you know, get one term under your belt, like mm-hmm. that WCR plus, then, hey, you can add a couple more. And then really to me, like it goes one of two ways. On the one hand, I think like a lot of this stuff is built into the line. Right. So when the odds makers, you know, set the numbers, Pritch, they're kind of, you know, layering a lot of this in, in terms of the pitching matchups and all this information here. So I wouldn't feel like, hey, you know, I discovered something WCR plus against lefties that the books don't know about. No, I think it's applied. I just think as a better, when you're going through the games, you want to, you know, check off as many boxes that you can. So maybe for example, a team is really good WCR against lefties. And they also happen to be, you know, a sharp line move in their favor. And it's a non-division home favorite. The things that I look for a favorite with a low total to me, when you can apply it all together, that's really where you can, you know, find hopefully the most value. All right, let's move on to the NBA because you're out there in Boston. Uh, the over under is two and a half for birds. Huh? I thought it would be one and a half after the fine, uh, but you do have some line movement. I mean, it opened for Boston minus four. I'm seeing three and a half here, uh, Josh. Also, total standpoint, uh, 226 uh, in this game two situation, Boston and Brooklyn. 
So before we break down the game, Pritch, I'll just say it's been a while since New in New England where we've had a villain or someone we can really, you know, hate and get a get it, get, you know, go against. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Alex Rodriguez and, you know, the Yankees back in 04, like Kyrie's starting to get to that level. It's just, there's a buzz in the city and I can't wait to watch this game tonight, but from a betting perspective, Pritch, you call me a Homa if you want to, but I'm going to go Moneyline Celtics once again, and I'm going to okay. look at this in terms of a fade the trendy dog opportunity. So leaning on the data that we get every single day from BetMGM, you're looking at 64% of bets on the Nets tonight, about two-thirds of bets. But what's notable to me is the Celtics, as you mentioned, somewhere minus four down to minus three and a half, but a lot of books open three and a half Celtics laying it at home and they haven't really budged off the three and a half. So if you're getting two thirds of bets on the nets here, then why isn't that three and a half down to three or down to two and a half? I also think, you know, that opening number spoke volumes because, you know, the Celtics had a big lead in game one. They blew it late. They almost lose, you know, obviously that great pass from uh, smart there to Tatum to win at the buzzer. I think a lot of betters are just saying, Hey, Celtics maybe got lucky in that one. And the nets with Kyrie and Durant are going to take over tonight and win this game. But the odds makers set the line with the Celtics as a favorite really hasn't moved at all. So if I'm on a favorite in the playoffs, Pritch, only getting 36% of bets, that's a play that I'll make every single time. So I'm going money line here, shop around. You can find a minus 160. I don't want to have a buzzer beater or a backdoor cover beat me in this one. But also if you look at some of the data, aside from just a fade the trendy dog opportunity, favorites in the NBA playoffs now, 14 and six against the spread, 70%. But here's really the angle that I like tonight, Pritch. Favorites straight up in the NBA playoffs, 17 and three. 17 and three, they're winning 85% of the time. Now, if you're a minus 10, that really doesn't matter much because it's too high of a number to lay a money line price. But to me, if you're undervalued, you're only getting 36% of bets. It's kind of a line freeze. I'm going Celtics on the money line to win this again tonight. Okay, because uh, the Nets are not your average uh, lower seed here when it comes to playing <laughs> uh, the two seed Boston. I mean, uh, in a loss, the Nets shot almost 54%. And the loss, uh, you know, the, the Nets shot over 45% behind the arc. Uh, and, but they did have, you know, they got out-rebounded, re uh, certainly. But then uh, the ability for two players to just take over a game, two assassins, I call them, and KD and Kyrie, uh, and then the impact. I, I know the crowd's going to be juiced up even more. Probably going to give it to Kyrie a little bit more tonight. Uh, but yet that guy can withstand it, though. He still put up 39 in the face of all that adversity from the fans. Yeah, made a couple incredible plays down yeah. the stretch, hit a three, you know, to give him the lead there. He played fantastic. I would just say, you know, with Kyrie, it's just, it's kind of, he, he always goes both sides of his mouth. Like he went into <laughs> it saying, I'm on a higher plane. And, you know, he's talking about, you know, how, uh, you know, he, he's so like into like the mantra and, and the, and kind of just like being like above it all. Mm -hmm. And then you get down in the dirt and you're fighting with all the people in the stands. So, you know, which way do you want to take it here? But, you know, pushing that all aside to me from a betting perspective, when you get a favorite getting less than 40% of bets, laying kind of a short number, the line really hasn't moved and favorites are really crushing it both straight up and ATS. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the play on Boston tonight. And I think Udoka is going to get them going tonight because, you know, he can tell them, hey, if we're up by 10 or 15, don't take your foot off the gas. We almost blew it last game. I think Udoka is going to really, you know, hammer home to them that, hey, no lead is safe and let's not take anything for granted. I'm looking at the Celtics here. And yeah. I also say, Pritch, Keep an eye out for the under. Unders have been great so far this postseason. I think they're now 13 and six overall, uh, or 13 and seven now. You're around 65%, but you're getting 55% of bets on the under, but almost 80% of money. And this total did fall around 228 down to 226, 225 and a half. I'd look at the under here tonight. And it is all about the two key players too for the net. So let's look at these player props right here because you got the money line situation, the Celtics. I like the Celtics too. I just. I'm not. I'm unsure about laying it, right? Or maybe the money line is the way to go uh, for from that situation. But looking at these player props, 
Uh, Durant went 9 of 24 in 41 minutes. That's not going to happen again. Now, his player props uh, may be lofty. I don't know, 29 and a half points. Seven and a half rebounds, five and a half assists. Kyrie's sitting there at 38 and a half points, even though there could be a regression from 39, uh, even over. I mean, you, you, they're so dependent on those two players uh, to get victory here. What do you think about these uh, totals here for these player props? I think if you're looking at kind of a, a revenge or an antagonistic angle here, you know, Kyrie to me, points, rebounds, and assists could be worth a look. Okay. Like, even though he's, you know, getting into the weeds and in the mud, you know, with all the fans here in the stands at the garden, <laughs> he's still playing great. And it's motivating him to, you know, drop 39 points and, you know, have a bunch of rebounds, a bunch of assists. So I would look at maybe Kyrie, not just each individual stat, but I always like the points, rebounds, and assists over or under, depending on which side you like. Cause it kind of lets you, you know, walk through the garden and pick some stats either way. You don't have to be heavily dependent on just one stat category. Another one that jumps out to me, Pritch is Al Horford okay. rebounds, 10 and a half. Yeah. That's pretty high here. Uh, Horford's had, you know, kind of a fountain of youth. He played great this year, played a lot of minutes in game one, but he did have a couple days, uh, you know, bigger break here to rebound. That still seems so high that I feel like 11 or more could be worth a play there again with kind of an advantage on the boards, especially if Drummond and these big guys get in foul trouble like you saw in game one. I'm going to take a second look at that too because I'm noticing that the uh, Nets had 29 total rebounds in game one. So uh, <laughs> they need to pick that up. Uh, Horford, maybe an opportunity from a rebound standpoint. Okay, let's get to another game. 76ers and the Raptors. Do you know that the, the standpoint from a health standpoint for the Raptors, the line has shifted too. It's a tight uh, spread here in this matchup, Josh. It really is. So I'll file this under a very, very fishy number. Okay. Like this is a automatic, like, you know, public late with the 76ers here. You win and cover in both games. Now you're going up north. Uh, Scotty Barnes is still, you know, kind of questionable, Pritch. Mm -hmm. I did see Nick Nurse. He said he's out of the walking boot and he's a quote unquote maybe tonight. But either way, with or without Barnes, you're not going to have Thibel because of the COVID situation in Canada. But this just seems way too fishy to me, Pritch. If you've won and covered in both games, now you're only laying one and a half. Just automatically, that seems way too low of a number. Seems too good to be true. Seems really, really fishy to me. I think, you know, laying that number so short, the odds makers are telling you they're expecting the Raptors to really put up a fight here. But not just that, you're getting 84% of bets on the 76ers. So in this Raptors spot, only getting 16%, that's kind of like the Pelicans last night, who I think were only getting 14 or 16%. So a really good contrarian play here if you want to sweat the Raptors. But also, uh, it's the line movement. A lot of these books open, actually, Raptors getting two. Now they're down to one and a half. So if 84% if of bets bridge or 86% are, are laying it here with the Sixers, then why did the line open so short? And why is it moving down to the Raptors here? So the, my play here is taking the Raptors plus two. And I'll also look at maybe the over. It did rise 214 and a half up to 216 and a half. And if you really want to get, you know, nitty gritty here and have an early play, I look at maybe a first quarter play with the Raptors. They're laying a half point in the first quarter, Pritch. And if you look historically, these teams who are down 0-2 and yeah. come back home uh, really are come out, you know, guns blazing here and typically do uh, cover that number in the first quarter. That was my thought process with the Nuggets and the Warriors, but I did the half instead of a quarter situation. So I like the Raptors in that first quarter. Uh, and again, money line situation too, if you do like the Raptors. Uh, and that's your bet that they're going to have that passion uh, on the floor against the 76ers. Okay, uh, we're going to get to some news from the National Football League with Devo Samuel. Also, some NFL draft numbers as well. We'll update all that. Come up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Betum Gym is giving baseball fans a chance to swing for defenses. Register using code VSIN200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any game if either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Betum Gym, the king of sportsbooks. MLB trademarks used with permission. Visit BetumGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So, Josh, 
Uh, we've talked about this already, uh, the amount or the number of wide receivers that could be drafted uh, in this year's first-round draft, right? So uh, it's elevated. It was five and a half. I think the number now, I think it's about six here. I think six is a lock. Now, the Devo Samuel news. Do you think that throws a wrench into it? Because he has requested a trade from San Francisco just days prior to the draft. And so I still think a number of wide receivers can get drafted in the first round because I think teams want to lower that number, that cap number, the value of that position too. But Debo Samuel, uh, he's a wild card though because he's an all-purpose player, a lot of production, wants to get paid. And it looks like and it sounds like they're not even close out there in San Francisco. Yeah, and remember, Pitch, this could be foreshadowing a little bit because Schefter had that report that it wasn't just Samuel who's upset with his with his deal right now. It's A.J. Brown, it's Terry McLaurin. So you might have a lot of moves being made, you know, prior to the draft here. So I'm wondering if there's a team that's interested in drafting wide receiver early, you know, do they instead go the other way and give up that draft capital for Debo Samuel? That's what I'm, you know, looking out for. And uh, of course, Pritch, you know, it's 2022 and I'm a millennial, you know, I'm kind of an older millennial. These younger millennials, they do everything online, but I did see that, you know, keep an eye out on their Twitter pages, their Instagrams, Debo Samuel uh, erased all the stuff with San Fran in his profile. And then he liked a tweet linking him to the Dallas Cowboys. So does it mean anything? Who knows? But to me, Pritch, it's that five and a half over that we're still leaning on. I think it's up to like minus 300 right now. And you still have Garrett Wilson, that first uh, wide receiver uh, favored to be selected at plus 115. But what do you think, Pritch? Are, are they going to you know, cave and, and make a trade here? Or is he willing to hold out? How do you think this thing ends? Well, you know, you're going to franchise tag him if you can't come to an agreement anyway. And so that's not going to uh, help the, the situation at all. Devo does not want to be franchise tag next year. So. I, I, I think you explore a trade if you're San Francisco, even though Debo accounts for so much of what you do offensively. But I look at the culture out there in San Francisco, Kyle, his dad, Mike. I mean, they, they can find another player. At least that's their philosophy, uh, if you will. So uh, Debo probably understands that. Now, I, I think there's a lot of takers, too, and that's why probably uh, him and his agent have requested a trade formerly because they know that there's teams out there interested and giving him one of those contracts that he is seeking right now. So, uh, no, I, I don't think it throws a wrench at all into the amount of wide receivers. I, I, I go back to the fact that the league wants to lower that number, uh, and certainly the multiple wide receiver sets that are out there too. Uh, so I, I still think a number of wide receivers can go off the board in that first round. And Pritch, you know, working with me, it all comes back to New England. What if the Patriots get in on this conversation? Yeah. You had that Jimmy G trade where, you know, Belichick did a solid there, only got a second rounder in return. You know, there are rumors that at the time, I think Cleveland was offering way more. So mm -hmm. you scratch my back, scratch yours. You know, obviously you want to pair Mac Jones with a lot of elite talent. Belichick loves versatile players. Debo can, you know, run it and catch it. So what do you think, Pritch? Number 21 overall in a future <laughs> second or third for Debo Samuel? Hey, I think got, Mac Jones would accept yeah, that. Yeah, they got trade history. Uh, I mean, yeah, look out for anything and everything. I think they're trying to see more excitement in this year's draft, too. So uh, buckle up. Uh, let's get to some offensive line numbers, though. Uh, over under positions, too. Uh, because oh, offensive lineman Charles Cross reportedly is one of those guys that are rising, that is rising up the board, multiple boards. I mean, here's the rumors. The smoke screens are out there this week too, Josh. And uh, so I, I don't know if I'm buying wholeheartedly into the Charles Cross uh, situation. If you look on the board here, uh, his over-under situation, seven and a half over is minus 120, under minus 110. 
Yeah, so I do have a bet here on Aquanu as the first offensive lineman selected. Uh, ripped up my Evan Neal number one overall. Take it all. I didn't rip it up. Who knows? Maybe I'll get lucky. Up. Probably not. But <laughs> yeah, never rip it up, Rich. And the thing is, when you bet online, there's no ticket to rip. So uh, as long as we get internet access, it'll be up there in the cloud. But uh, I did bet Aquanu first lineman selected. I think I like minus 170. Mm-hmm. He's up to minus 190 right now. Well, I look at the juice, obviously, like, you know, the big move today, Pritch, that could affect a lot of these, uh, you know, early, early numbers is Kayvon Thibodeau, a guy who, again, coming into this year was considered maybe a a number one overall pick. He had injuries. You know, there are questions about how much did he really care, you know, in these games later in the year. But there was a huge theme move to Thibodeau today. Going into yesterday, he was plus 275 to be the second overall pick. Now he's plus 150. That is a big, big move. Someone knows something. Uh, maybe it's coming out here that, uh, you know, if if, uh, if if the if the uh, Detroit Lions are picking two, mm-hmm. do they take Thibodeau if Hutchinson is already off the board? You know, Trayvon Walker is the guy who is really the flashy, uh, in, you know, new toy here over the last couple of weeks or months that really moved up in that conversation. He's now, you know, falling back a little bit here. So I think if Thibodeau goes two, then, you know, Aquanu over three and a half or Neil over with these juiced up numbers here. I lean a little bit over. I'd also look at, you know, uh, you know, odds to be a top 10 or a top five pick. Maybe that's a different way to approach it where you yeah. save a little bit of juice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, best player available. That situation uh, is getting more and more popular as opposed to reaching for a quarterback or or even an offensive lineman. We've seen offensive linemen get drafted and they're slow to develop. Uh, even in today's uh, NFL, too. But if you can get an immediate impact player, uh, certainly you'll help the cause uh, for your franchise to do that early uh, in this year's draft. Okay, the Market Insights Podcast. Again, it's a must-listen. You go in-depth with a lot of great information. Uh, Go back to the NBA here, Josh. I stayed away from this game. Uh, Milwaukee and Chicago. Milwaukee's laying a big number. It's 10, 225 is the total. What did you see here? So I didn't see much in terms of the spread, you know, believe it or not, it's kind of split ticket count here in terms of the minus 10 or the plus 10. I think obviously, you know, the bulls looking at that, that early game or game one where they hung tough and it was a really low scoring game, 93, 86 Chicago covered the 10 and a half. So the public's just saying, Hey, I don't, the bulls, I don't expect them to win, but that's a lot of points there, but it's 50, 50 down the middle uh, bets, split at BetMGM, and the line really hasn't moved off the 10. So uh, I'd see if maybe if you see it fall down to nine and a half before tip off or later in the day, I would lean a little bit bulls in the points, but my play here, Pritch, give me the under. You know, if you look at what what's happening across the market, 62% of bets are on the over here. So the public is sweating it over. You know, Bucks have a lot of great scorers. Bulls, you know, even though they've kind of tailed off offensively recently, they were a pretty good over team for much of the year. So a lot of money's coming in on the over, yet the line will not budge. So another line freeze here where you open 225, you've stayed 225 despite almost two-thirds of bets on the over. If you look at a lot of the line history too, some shops did get down to 224 and a half and come back up. So pretty much all liability has been on the under here, Pritch. Uh, and I would also look at, you know, under so far uh, this postseason are off to a good start. And when the total is 220 or more, the under in the playoffs is now 10 and five. So I'll lean to the under here. I took the under 225, but also say Pritch, this could be one of your last shots to, to bet the bucks in a sweep. Remember that right. series price way too high, open minus 1100. Now you're up to like minus 3000. If you think the bucks can sweep, the four game exact outcome is plus 175. If they win again tonight at home as a 10 point favorite, that number is probably going to be a minus number at some point. So it's your last call for that. That sweep at plus four, uh, plus 175. Okay, great information about that under situation. I mean, that makes sense too. I was going to look at some props, but uh, the under with two teams highly familiar with each other too. Giannis talked about the Bucks being rusty, uh, but yet uh, the under might be to play in Chicago. 
uh, trying to get it together here in the playoffs. Okay, Major League Baseball. Uh, where are you going here? We had Adam Burke outstanding information earlier. Uh, some games underway, too. The Guardians all over the White Sox. Uh, any other games standing out to you? Yeah, so saw a few today, Pritch. So, number one, this game starts in, I think, like 20 minutes. But Cincinnati and San Diego, I've been riding the Padres pretty much throughout this entire series. Mm -hmm. It's not that I love the pods. It's that I think the Cincinnati Reds are going to be the wor <laughs> one of the worst teams in the league this year. Yeah. So, two and on the road. So <laughs> yeah, two and they're playing terrible. And I think it's a spot where don't overthink it. You're going to see Mackenzie Gore today, who's one of the top prospects in baseball pitching for San Diego. But you saw a big steam move. They opened, like, minus 160. They're only up to minus 190. So, you're not getting the best of it. You know, the numbers getting away from me here, but I want to be on the side of that kind of sharp move. And looking at that Cleveland guardians game earlier today, similar sort of thing. They were like minus minus one thirty, steamed up all the way to like minus minus one fifty. So I laid it with San Diego. Another interesting thing. I know we're up against it. The Baltimore Orioles, Pritch, you got to put this in your portfolio. They're 10 0 and one to the under this year. They've had one push and 10 unders. Will that continue? I don't know. At some point, one of these overs are going to cash, but I'll, I bet that under Baltimore under eight, uh, it's juiced up to the under. looks like it may fall to seven and a half. Mm -hmm. And then also, Pritch, great text by you. I can't believe I'm the guy who always mentions referees. I can't believe on yesterday's show we didn't mention Scott Foster. Now Chris Paul, 0-14 in Scott Foster games that he refs. Remember to dust that off next Suns game. Yeah, that was all over the internet. Uh, so people pointed that out <laughs> left and right. Um, I, I might have to put the Orioles in the portfolio, but the portfolio is doing well right now. Uh, checking out the Rockies, they're leading the Philadelphia Phillies uh, 2-0 as well. So some power. Uh, well, the ability to score runs. So let's put it that way for the Rockies. Surprising to you? Love it. Uh, a little surprising, Pritch, but hey, go Celtics tonight. Let's go there Celtics. You go. Let's go. Absolutely. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 